0: And it says right here, quiz in quiz quiz. Why am I saying in quiz? quiz weird? In quiz. Can I say quiz, please? <laughs> <laughs> in Chris Squires, the fish. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music. And well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go.
1: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different artist and we break it down. We do all the research so you guys don't have to. And we find out all the little secrets and we let everyone know what's going on with the band and this record. So, this week we are doing the album from Yes called Fragile. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. So, Jeff, what, uh, what album are we doing today? Even though I already said it, but you what album are we literally doing? literally just said it, but we're doing. I know, I fucked up.
0: We're doing Yes, and we're doing the album Relayer.
1: No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> doing Fragile. Now, Jeff, what is your uh, what are your initial thoughts on uh, on this
0: band? What do you got? Oh. You always say go, but you didn't say that. Then that's fine. My uh, well, usually we talk about our origin story. You didn't say that. Our origin either. story. Sorry, my you're, bad. Man, I'm you're struggling. Place, that's right. all right. That's why there's two of us. To, to like a, a checks and balances sort of thing, right? Um, Pod talking is hard. Pod yeah. reading is hard. Yeah. yeah. It's a existing from existing is difficult for you. So it really is. My uh my origin story is actually Jerry from Virgin Jerry. Records. Like I've talked about this dude before. Jerry, mm. when I worked for Virgin, he was kind of the guy that like Virgin was split up between like two groups of people, people that just wanted to follow what was trendy and would play whatever it is that was popular and pretend they like it. And then there was the other half where, like, they hated everything that the other people, like, there were the, the two groups fought, like, the, the Jets and the Sharks, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what it was. Is it the Jets and the Sharks? I think it was the Jets and the Sharks. Okay. But Jerry, Jerry was part of, like, the counterculture, mm-hmm. and, and he was very heavily into jazz. He loved reggae, and he liked a lot of, like, prog rock. He's the one that, like, essentially got me into reggae early on, and he was the one that told me about yes, and for whatever reason, I don't even know how but he showed me uh, I've seen all good people that, that was the first yes song i ever heard and then like curating playlists on my iPod since then i would always do like a uh, a sort of longer playlist where it was it was songs like two or three different songs kind of split into one for instance like coheed um their welcome home would be on the playlist bohemian rhapsody uh the yes song at the time like the lost I put that on there. So a lot of those type of songs, a lot of like prog songs like that. So like I've seen all the people was my first introduction to them. And that was when I worked at Virgin and it's all because Jerry, Jerry. And okay, I had not listened to. Yes. I listened to that album, but that was it. And never again until we started collecting vinyl. And Mm. I, I can't remember which was the first one that I, the first yes album that I got, but, uh, I got some Yes albums Like oh I know Yes Like they have that song That I like And I listened to It was probably Tormato's Because I didn't like it I was like This is fucking dumb Like this is bad <laughs> And then I thought Like I Turmal wonder if, introduction. Like I wonder If if the song That I've loved for so long Is bad too And if I just if, if I just liked it Because of nostalgia And so then I went And got that album I actually bought it And it was like Four dollars or five dollars It wasn't expensive mm-hmm. But I was like No This is This is fucking good This is fantastic and yes, it was the first band that I really got into. We started collecting, and I just started getting all of their stuff, all their live stuff, all their comps, everything. And yeah, I don't know.
1: So then, then my origin story is—I I mean, my mom was into a lot of like '70s rock, '80s rock, but a lot of '70s really, and then country. Um, so I—I I always knew like "Owner of a Lonely Heart." I knew "Roundabout," and I knew uh, all the good. Or wait seeing all the good people whatever the fucking name of that
0: song is
1: i mean those three songs i i just hearing them over and over growing up because of my mom so that that was my first introduction but i never i never knew who it was i always thought it was like we were talking about on the on the last pod that own over lonely heart i thought that was sting or i thought it was the police you know i i didn't i didn't know it was a band called yes and same with the other two songs i thought they were just some random 70s band and I never really cared, like bad company or something. Ooh. So, that that's kind of what I always thought, and then I just never ever listened to Yes until we started collecting vinyl. And you said, you said you got it, you got to check out Yes. They're actually really, really good. So the first record I got from them was Fragile, which is the record of the week, obviously. And I was just you know, finding out that Roundabout was them, and then realizing, oh shit. Every time I've heard the song It's been the radio version Which is Three and a half minutes Compared to the What Over it's eight minutes of the, of the actual yes. song Yeah And then finding out That it's like this entire Just Prague Masterpiece I, I was just blown away f- The first time I heard Fragile And then I heard Close to the Edge And I was I was just hooked So then You know It's been over a year A little bit over a year now Since we started collecting And Yeah I just th- This band is so good at least, you know, five of the records are really good out of yeah. 21, out of 21 records. But so, yeah, that that's my origin story. It's fairly, it's very new, actually. So, so then what are your, uh, what are your initial thoughts on, on Fragile? What do you got?
0: Uh, initially, I mean, when you, when you started an album off with a song like Roundabout, it's, it's hard to, like like, you could throw shit after that. And I'll still be on a high, and so I'll still mm-hmm. probably like it. And so initially, when I first listened to, to this album, Fragile, I thought, like, this is, like, their best album. And so it was hard with, like, Relayer and then uh, Close to the Edge. I thought, like, oh, dude, like, Roundabout's argue like, their best song. This is, like, their best album. Upon more listens, it dropped f- faster and lower there are some there are some definite things wrong with this album. But uh initially, I mean this is this is damn good. And everything you want from like a prog band is here. And everything you want from yes is here. hmm So Yeah. But it is it is not without its faults though.
1: Yeah, there are moments that are a little quirky and weird, but it's still a fuck amazing an amazing record. So uh so do we have any stinkers on
0: this one? Um no. But Okay. There's there's one song that I just wish was not even here. Which song is that? Like I think Bruford or what did you call him? Buford? Clifford. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I had a hard time. With it. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Bruford is dude, he's a fantastic drummer. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the best prog drummers of all time. No doubt. He is fantastic. But his song Five Cent per Five Percent for Nothing, like th- it just doesn't fit. It's it's kind of dumb It's like
1: 30 seconds dude
0: But like it's, it's just Like nothing I get it Like this is a band where They thought Hey let's all do our own thing And then if you need the band To back you up To support your thing Then we will mm-hmm. do that But let's all just put our own Let's all throw our own hat in the ring here And see what happens And this is uh, <laughs> That's kind of dumb <laughs> Like it's just kind of stupid and, and, and like sequencing wise coming off of South Side of the Sky which is fucking banger and then mm-hmm. going into Long Distance Runaround which is another fucking banger I just dude I, <laughs> come on man that's just kind of dumb like did you, you did you have to do it you had to do
1: it see if I were to pick one because I have no stinkers but if I were to pick one song that I feel like shouldn't be on it it would have to be uh, what was it Cams and, Bro- and Bronze Brahms Brahms yeah. What is Cungs it? Yeah. Can- and bombs. yeah. That that would be the one because like like you were saying, this record showcases every, every every member has their own song on here and then the remaining songs are a collaborative effort essentially. But Rick Rick Wakeman wasn't allowed to have, you know, soul so songwriting dumb. credits because of contract bullshit. So he had to like kind of I, I rework like an like an old fucking johan brahm's his fourth symphony, symphony symphony dude i cannot fucking speak to that yeah. holy shit brahm's so re- symphony sure Yeah, yeah brahm yeah <laughs> so he had to rework that i can't even fucking say that um so it, it it's bullshit and it's just this to me this does not fit the rest of the record at all but it's still cool it's still good but it i don't know, it's just it's just nothing but you know, the the Bruford one, that one is fucking solid. Five percent for nothing.
0: It's fucking stupid. Doesn't It's do stupid, anything. but it
1: but it's just like it's so Mars Volta. I love it. This is like very Omar. Like some of some of O Omar's solo stuff is just wild and weird
0: like this. But it's not weird. It's just really good drumming. It's a with mess. Shady it, sequencing.
1: It, it's a wild
0: mess. I I love it. It's fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic drumming. It's just shitty sequencing. And I also agree. Like, like the Wakeman one. Like as cool as that is, like, <laughs> this is dumb. Like, why the fuck would you put like this this harpsichord sound like we're at the fucking tea party with the Queen in between <laughs> Roundabout and We Have Heaven? Like, that's like what? What are you doing? Yeah. And if Wakeman can't write a song, then don't give him a fucking song. It's, yeah, it's simple true. as that he, did, he didn't need to do this Just like that Bruford didn't need to happen Because he has times in this album Where he really really shines with his drumming He didn't need his own drumming track Which had no business Being in that sequence Those are my only I, I, really I, complaints I, I had know.
1: no issues with it
0: with It's Bruford, stupid no it's fine. It. What
1: do you, How do you it's like it? 30 that? seconds Come Just on. because it's
0: 30 seconds doesn't make it good
1: Get out of here Get out of you here You just like
0: it you think you're like Some type of fucking cool guy Or something It's stupid It doesn't belong there Get it cool out of guy. here Get I'm it out cool of here Get the man. fuck out of here I'm from <laughs> Boston Get out of here <laughs> And stuff
1: <laughs> That was a that was like One of the worst accents That's how
0: they talk Over in Boston In Baston That's uh, talks. A man.
1: <laughs> okay, um so man Okay So then what, what do you got For your 1B Your biggest
0: banger I, I didn't I actually didn't want to like rank a lot of these as as bangers or anything because sequencing wise, there's there's some stuff that that is better after some other stuff. But mm. I mean, like, I, I I think Roundabout's perfect. I think Roundabout is a perfect song. I think South Side of the Sky is probably my favorite. Okay. I think Long Distance Runaround's perfect. I think The Fish is even perfect.
1: <sighs> That's a good
0: one. Heart of the Sunrise, oh, I think it's perfect. It's I think I think the Fish is actually the only like solo one that I really really liked, or like the the individual piece. Yeah,
1: yeah. I th- the Fish and then the Five Percent for Nothing are my my two my two solo ones that that are listed as bangers. So.
0: Like the five percent for nothing is is exactly why I don't like drummers doing side projects is because now it's just like a wank fest for the drummers and it's just dumb. That's exactly what that as is. You, as
1: you just bought of you bought like multiple Mickey Hart records.
0: Yeah, because that wasn't a wank fest. That was Mickey Hart involving a lot of other percussionists and they're doing it together. Five five percent for <laughs> nothing was a drum solo masked as a song. <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. You're too critical. It's boring. So, uh, so, so, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the song we've already played because that is all. That is my yeah, one. Yeah,
0: talk, talk about roundabout. Okay, so this
1: played. this is this is a collaborative song. So uh, I forgot who it was. Mostly John Anderson, Chris Squire, and I think Steve Howe, who who wrote this one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because this is like the first time we're doing like a like a traditional prog record. So I, I have timestamps and all, but I don't know. I mean this is even <laughs> it, like it,
0: this is not even like the proggiest thing they've done too. Like like we no uh, had to be done like close to the edge, right? Where just one side is one song. So at least now we're we're getting into something where each song is separate and there are multiple songs and some of them are short and some are long, but but yeah, this is like the first time we've done something really truly like proggy like this. Yeah. But I mean it was a, it was a lot of work this this song, I think roundabout is probably like the best representation of what yes is about, similar to how I think like Goliath is mm-hmm. the, uh, the best for someone who's never listened to the Mars Volta, you playing that song they 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 get it. That's it, yeah, like this that makes is, sense. This is that also kind of like how I feel like if someone's never heard yes, you say, what are yes about playing roundabout That kind of has a little bit of everything. But it's also still really, really good.
1: Yeah, and and thinking, thinking about it structurally too, when you, when you look at Goliath, the first three and a half, four minutes of that song is a song is like a traditional song song structure, and then it goes into the breakdown, much like this roundabout song does too. It's like the for up until three twenty three or at three twenty four is when it goes into like this really cool breakdown. Where it's just like this, almost like tribal sounding, and just minimal vocals, and they're just kind of like just they're kind of building up to what's gonna be like this, just almost like crescendo, and then they kind of bring it back around at the end. But yeah, you you get a traditional song, and then it just it just goes into something completely
0: different, but it's still connected in in weird ways. I don't know. This, like like for me, you 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 said crescendo. This song for me is all about building tension. The entire mm-hmm. song is just there's constant tension building, like right from the get- go that 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 lowest octave e Wakeman hits on his piano played in reverse. so where it it yeah. swells into the acoustic guitar. like it swell into something like that, you would think normally it would swell into like an electric performance and it would come in heavy with the with the drums and the bass. But here it swells mm-hmm. into like an acoustic guitar. And the acoustic guitar is really. It's pleasant, right? It's, it, there's a lot of harmonics being played But it also kind of Like there's this urgency it, There's a subtle urgency to Urgenty. it Urgency. There's yes. a subtle urgency to it And even like <laughs> like Before the acoustic guitar even drops We're already on edge And, and like Howe's guitar is just softened us To let us relax a little bit But before dropping into some of like The coolest, grooviest fucking prob rock out there Prob rock Prob rock Prob, prob rock out there
1: what's cool too is like what you're saying with like the, the, the acoustic and the harmonics. And then when it does go into the verse, it's still Steve just playing the acoustic guitar, just strumming. But then Chris Squire is just fucking ripping it up on bass as they're going through it. And then it gets into the the pre-chorus and the chorus. And it's just that, that, that electric guitar tone that Steve has there is just, it sounds so good mixed with John's like super melodic chorus. Dude, it's absolutely amazing. And then it drops right back into the verse, and it's just—it's amazing how how much sound they have with just that. And then you throw in Rick Wakeman, who throws in these subtleties throughout it. But then they're not even like—I don't even—I I don't even want to call them subtle. They're—they're they're just these like wild, just parts. I don't even know. I can't even explain it.
0: It's there's so much like to the song. At it's time. so like going back know. to like the the, the how 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 is playing how, how. against the soundscapes using the harmonics perfect and then like mm-hmm. there's that descending scale that finally happens to lead into the actual song yeah. right that ding 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 and then it goes into the actual song and that's when squire is just he's just unreal he is a he's unreal at playing the bass and it's <laughs> like like yeah. people don't people don't talk to him talk about him a lot but then if you start reading a lot Or like reading random interviews or whatever about other bass players, they'll they'll bring up like Chris Squire and like how how much of an influence he was on their bass playing, because he's he's like in some kind of weird unsung hero. And I think it's just because you're in a band like Yes, where everybody's a hero, like somebody Mm -hmm. has to be like the you know the bass player is always the person to kind of get thrown to the side. True. Yeah. But he's better than that. I also read too that, oh, he's that, way better than that that OG guitarist Peter Banks claimed to have written like some of the riffage here. Okay, mm. bruh mm. Like, okay, come on, yeah. guy. Okay, okay, get yeah, out of here. I, I don't buy really right? that. You're out of the band. Goodbye. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop trying. Goodbye. I thought that was really funny and like a, a real stretch on on his part to try and get back in here. But anyway. Anyway, how does he even how does he even match? Like how does how how is Steve Howe throwing down these acoustic guitar parts behind such an ecstatic song? How does that even fucking match? Like how can they match each other? That I don't understand. And Anderson is just throwing out vocals as an instrument. It's he's just another rhythm track at this point. Yes, he's saying words, but his his vocal performance is just a rhythm track, and that's yeah that's essentially what he does best
1: a lot of what he does on this record is his vocals are like secondary and his lyrics are especially secondary. So yeah. And what, what I, what I like so much about roundabout too, is that he, so starting at, at, at what is it? What I have here? Five so minutes. At, at, no, no, no. Well, I was going to say it's six six minutes, 15 seconds. That's when, when Steve starts playing his solo and then it goes a back. It's back. It's a back and forth solo between him and Rick for almost a minute. They're just like ripping it up. Just go one battling they're just battling with each other. And I fucking loved it. It's it's so Mars Volta. It I loved it. I thought it was so good. So, so like damn we've, good.
0: We've we've talked about the Mars Volta several times. Yeah. I mean there's uh, there's there's obvious similarities between the Mars Volta and Yes. Yeah. And then definitely. there's some like very, very specific things. That, I don't want to say like the Mars Volta lifted because that's that's wrong. But not in this song, but a different song. It's it's like they lifted it basically. They lifted it. So okay, but that's cool. Interested. But I'm we'll gonna get gonna there get... later. We'll get there later, mm-hmm. right? But the I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from here. Let's uh the bridge part. The bridge <laughs> part here. That's when How is throwing down the super simple stripped down guitar riff. It's like some fifteen year old garage band shit that you do with your friends. It's simple, it's effective, it's humble, right? Well, how which part
1: which part are you talking about? What, this is what
0: this is this is before the five because at the five minute mark we hit we hit that like weird kind of coda thing where the It
1: all just kinda like stops.
0: Yeah, like before and that it, like starts how, over. How is this doing like boom boom like he's hitting single notes, he's not shredding, he's yeah, not yeah. going fast. It's slowed down. That like that's that's stuff you do like in a garage band when you're like 15, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's stupid, right? It's dumb.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. He, he does
0: it so well. Like it's, he does it so damn perfectly, and that's just that's because of how great he is. And, and damn dude, Steve Howe is so good at the guitar. He's so fantastic. And like I said, He's at brave. that f- at around that five minute mark, we hit that like that coda part where. I mean, kind of coming back and they're rehashing some old concepts. How goes back to the nylon string in that intro part. And then Wakeman's just fucking going nuts. Like Eddie Van Halen style, just going <laughs> insane. Yeah. And then the song quiets down, it slows down, calms down. But then there's still like that subtle background intensity. And like, again, it, it leads to something great. Like this song mm-hmm. is all about building tension and there's, there's constant building and they bring you down a little bit only to like raise you higher than you were before. And then Wakeman solo, which is just it's so of its time. Like he hits the keys so quick, quick and crisp that the organ sound doesn't have time to like ring out on each note. Like mm-hmm. like, like deep yeah, purple he, he style. Goes, it's so frantic. I, I love it. It just it, it, it but he blends so perfectly with how they go back and forth like you said and it's just it's so playful and like cute. But then Squires is <laughs> shredding. Just fucking yeah, shredding. Yeah.
1: Like, and then he throws in like little nuances too that, that normally a lot of bass players wouldn't do like to, to make it his own, to make it his own character. It's, it's fantastic.
0: And, and but, all the while here, here, we're sitting here for just what seems like a decade listening to the song. And then at the very end, we have how once more hit that falling scale, but this time he ends on that like that major chord to give mm-hmm. much, much needed relief. After all of that, we finally get a major chord <laughs> to let us breathe. to end the song yeah we're done and
1: then we and then at the very end too i mean right before that you have like the 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 layered vocals of john at the very end too where it's it's not it's not too much it's not him like showing that i'm the front man or anything like that it's it's just there to to accent or to put like the cherry on top of what everything that just happened the last eight minutes yeah it's it's solid stuff, man.
0: There's a lot of harms, yeah, especially in the end. There's a lot of dubbing, a lot of layering, and again, that's that's that them just adding to like the tension. And
1: mm-hmm. I think it's
0: like I don't. There's a musical term for it, like in Only in Dreams, when the Blue Album, Weezer, when they hit that last note. Oh yeah. yeah, there's that's called something. I don't know what it is because I don't know everything about music, like that one guy thinks that we do. <laughs> Our our <laughs> hater on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. but like to even let he's not even a hater. <laughs> I know you did not really hate nothing, but but uh, th- that's there's some, I don't know that that release of tension because because just a simple E chord, just an open E, just simple. It mm-hmm. it releases tension that has been building up for eight or nine minutes. So that's dude. It's just absolutely the song is absolutely perfect. It is. It it truly
1: truly is. Uh, and then, but you know, like, like I was saying on, on the, the rankings episode, I, I was a little, little disappointed by the lyrics because I was, I was expecting more of like a, a concept to the entire record or just something a little bit, I guess, deeper, really like John Anderson is there just to hold together the melody, but lyrically it's, there's nothing really there nah. on really any of the songs. So like it it was interesting like how they the concept of this song came up when they were driving to Glasgow, Scotland and they were coming down into a valley and they were smoking weed which you know in the early 70s you know it was people reacted differently to weed and and he said it was just like it was like an eye-opening like weird trip that he was having and Yeah, so he was just writing pretty much like what he was seeing, but it was it pretty much all the lyrics on this song are just like word vomit. Like it's, he said he just wrote the lyrics just because it sounded good together, but it doesn't, it doesn't really seem like it means anything. I but I
0: so I I think if you take John Anderson as a guitarist with his vocals and not as a lyricist, I think he's a lot better. Oh, absolutely. As some lyricist, he's just I mean he's he's a nobody, but to string together a bunch of words that sound pleasant that rhyme that is also something to be said about somebody who writes music because anybody can rhyme things but if it doesn't go together if it's if it's ugly or whatever then it's not going to be pleasant yeah. so there like there is something it to be said it comes down to
1: songwriting it comes down to songwriting it's not it's not it's all, not all lyric- about content
0: though it's it's it, it, it yeah. is It is something about just some words are aesthetically pleasing. Some people don't like the word moist, so (laughs) they don't say it. Some words are aesthetically pleasing. And so I think there is something to be said about a a, a, a lyricist who doesn't have a lot of content, but still writes very aesthetically pleasing strings of words. And that's what John Anderson is. True. Very, very true.
1: So, I mean, do you have anything else lyrically on this one?
0: No, is, he just fucking no. saw a bunch of roundabouts when he was stoned and wrote a song about <laughs> it. Like, That's really what it was. Literally, all it was. <laughs>
1: they were driving to Glasgow from Aberdeen or <laughs> fucking somewhere in England, yeah. And they just hit so many roundabouts, so he was just writing about that. And he saw word, the mountains going into
0: the clouds. But the word That's itself, roundabout, stupid. is a cool word. Yeah, it's a fun it word is. to say. It's 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 not difficult to say roundabout. It's fun. There's a lot of weird consonants that aren't usually grouped together. And then, you know, N and the B and the R. It's a fun word. It's it's it, pleasing. It's a word that, that we don't use that often either. Yeah, it's exotic. <laughs> so there is something to be said about that style of writing or that type of writing, I should say. True,
1: true, true, true. So then do we have anything else musically on this one?
0: No, no. That is uh, okay. That was a lot.
1: Yeah, it was quite a bit. <laughs> I didn't think we get that that far into it. Uh, and then also, just I wanted to mention real quick. This is the first one to feature Rick Wakeman, because they fired Tony Kay, their original keyboard player, because he didn't want to learn how to play other forms of keyboards, like on on the Moog and and other things like that. He wanted to keep it more traditional. So then they fired him, brought in Rick Wakeman. And then a fun little fact that I didn't know was that Rick was actually offered the 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 job with yes the same day he was offered the job with david bowie yeah but he only he only chose yes because he figured he would get more uh creative input over bowie which he he did but it's pretty wild fucking that's wild
0: (laughs) did you did you see any any pictures of rick wakeman's keyboard setup in like his heyday no like live up right now Dude, like we're talking I imagine him, like it was fucking wild. Fucking stacks and stacks of keyboards just like stacked on top of each other. Like floor keys in front of him, key to his left, to his right. And it looks like he would just take other keyboards, oh, like okay. moves, and just stack it on top of other keyboards. Like it looks so sloppy and janky.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right
0: now. This is wild. It's <laughs> so cool though. Like it's so stupid. <laughs>
1: Like looking at his stuff back in the 60s or back in the 70s is way more impressive than looking at the stuff he has now because it's like, it's all this crazy, just a bunch of wires too. It's not just like the keyboard. It's, it's just like all these wires going into,
0: I don't know. That's cool.
1: That's really cool.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's over the top. It seems so extravagant, so unnecessary. Yeah. But I like it.
1: I like it. I do too. Yeah. it's, (laughs) It's super rad. (laughs) <laughs> That's cool That's really
0: cool This fucking guy Wakeman God he's he's really good though
1: <laughs> He is fucking solid So then So what, what other song Do you want to talk about Right now
0: That's uh Well my favorite I I, I love I think Roundabout's perfect My favorite song yeah. On this album Is South Side of the Sky
1: Okay let's get into that What, what, do, what do you got so, This is my 2B So
0: So for one This is pretty This is pretty heavy For Yes So far Right mm-hmm. S- Squire's matching Bruford, Buford, Buford's Burford. pacing. <laughs> then they all match that and it's got that sort of like metal riffage. That dinner, 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 you that, that whatever the fuck it is they do, yeah. those metalmen do. And it's pretty damn cool. And the whole song like opens up with a storm. So there's there's a soundscape, there's there's kind of an intro, there's a feeling, and much like in roundabout, you're already getting some type of feeling, whatever it is. Here I, I got like this this much like when weather is coming towards you, you get this impending, I don't know, anxiety almost, regardless if you're Mm -hmm. scared or happy. There's, there's a little bit of anxiety when it comes just human nature with storms and, and and that effect. So you're already getting a little bit anxious with the song because the way it opens up and then how heavy it is. That's just adding to that effect. I think this, this entire song is about just like anxiety.
1: I think so too. And I mean, it, 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 throughout the entire song, it starts, well, it actually starts with like a howling wind and it plays throughout the entire song and it finishes out the song too. So it adds to that uneasiness. And, uh, and then reading more about the lyrics, I mean, this is the only part of the record where I feel like he was kind of telling the story, but it really wasn't. So like loosely, it kind of follows like a, a polar expedition and, you 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 feel like you can follow the story better musically than you can lyrically, which is kind of weird. But when you have that when you have that context in your mind, like this is like people traveling in the cold and trying to get to their next destination in the middle of a, a fucking frozen wasteland, it makes the song so much cooler. Especially with the howling wind and all that stuff, it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah,
0: cool. I I agree too. This was maybe even like the only time where the lyrics meant something not much but it was something but i think yeah. it was only like key words and the way he sang them because you can sing like you can say the word happy as you sing but make it sound sad so like they may not mean anything so w- yeah. when when like knowing this is about something that polar expedition that is going awry and everyone's like freezing to death like word for word that's that's not what I get from this, but overall as a glance and when I'm listening to it, and I hear him say, you know, buzzwords when he's talking about like mountain, the mountain to be crossed and the sunshine of the mountains, like, like that first verse when he said, I, I, he says a river, a mountain to be crossed, the sunshine in the mountains, sometimes lost around the South mm-hmm. side. So cold that we cried like you. That is a good verse that sets up the story. The rest of the, of the song doesn't do that well. But at least you have that setup, whereas there is a mountain, a metaphorical mountain, because this this could be applied to fucking anything in life. You there's a mountain you need to cross, and the sun is behind it, so you can't see the the ending of of whatever you're working towards. And the south side of the mountain is cold, representing like the bottom of the mountain. Like if you're looking mm-hmm. at a map, the bottom of the mountain's always the south, yeah. And that's always true. the coldest part. That's when you first start, like you, you know whatever. And so like I think overall there's there's a more Metaphorical Thing going on here I think he's just Overcoming obstacles But mm-hmm. I think he He's trying to use The expedition As that I don't know that, that That vessel To get that message across So I think this I think this song is like The best he's done But this clearly shows That he's not a really good songwriter
1: <laughs> <laughs> But he, he, he I mean The two people that are Credited as songwriters Are John
0: And Chris Squire that's what so I don't understand. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It, it is a little strange. Like, but, like Did
0: Chris but, write this whole song and then John just wrote like the vocal harmonies? Because that would be unreal.
1: The, the way I was kind of looking at it, so, so you, you start from the beginning with the howling wind, so this is the beginning of the journey, and up, in, up through, what is it, two minutes and nine seconds, you're getting just like that. that the entire song kind of like trudges along for the most part, minus like some breakdowns and stuff and interludes, but it just kind of like trudges along. Like you're walking or like you're, you're you're heading towards something with that bass playing and that drumming. It has that, that, that feel to it. But during those first two minutes, you have that, but then you, you throw in to me, you throw in Steve and then Rick and they're playing off of each other. Like they're they're like almost like soloing off of each other or playing leads off of one another. So how I kind of viewed that in the story of the of this expedition is that like it's it's the group trudging along but then it's like the 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 inner fighting between the group and the inner fighting is steve and rick steve and rick's leads there amongst the trudging along i don't know if that makes sense but i feel like that's part of the story it does but it's but it's best told musically rather than lyrically so i i think the song is absolute genius it really is, and then at two o nine, you you get you get the instrumental break that really just shows Rick's like piano play. Like, it sounds like he just plays like a straight up piano. It doesn't. It's not like an organ or, or like a synth or anything like that. So you pretty much get that for like a minute, and then after that, some more of the instruments come in, and then you get the, the the vocal layered like la la la's, and it's a wild song. It's a wild song.
0: I do. I do. Like totally agree that this song tells a story musically and the vocals the vocals try to to add to that not very well but but musically but the necessary. vocals do but lyrically the vocals do not musically yeah, yeah, they do yeah. but lyrically they don't but yeah. that part that part that you're talking about I like the two oh nine mark that's that's like the calm and like how I saw that is 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 like when you're on this expedition when when you're going through the mountains when everybody kind of knows or they don't know, but everybody thinks that you're probably going to die. That Wakeman like soft key part is so unconventional. It's not, it's, it's a very unconventional solo for its time. It's very classical and sound, but it's still a little bit jarring and it's a little bit rock based. And so that, that part itself is like your group is trudging along, trying to keep their hopes up, but everybody knows deep down they're going to fucking die. And that's what that that's what that soul like like sounded like to me, is people pretending like things are gonna be okay, but they all feel like it's not going to be.
1: Yeah. And then and then I feel like with all the everybody else coming in and doing their own thing over the next couple of minutes, it's like them kind of getting out of that that almost like depression or that out of like that that feeling that they're they're not gonna be able to make it. But then once they get out of that feeling, then there's then it goes back into like that that trudging bass and, and drum part so it's kind of like they're back to like their main path of their expedition and then they finish it out with just like just these like like they, they made it to the end so you, you you get the rising action of the trudging and then you get the climax of that middle part with the piano and all the other guys coming in and doing their thing and then you're closing out with the tr- with some more trudging but then it ends with with just like these cool guitar swells and just a lot of cool lead guitar playing mixed with some, some cool stuff from Rick Wakeman. So it, it's truly like a rad story through and through for like over seven, for over seven minutes.
0: I, I, wild. I, I also hear in that, that two-minute mark that Wakeman solo, he does, he does this downscale thing mm. that we hear in Roundabout. It's, it's, it's brief, but it's there. And I think that's like Wakeman's classical training kicking in because there's like the coda thing, but there's also something else that classically trained fucking cucks call it where you incorporate <laughs> earlier melodies into pieces throughout the throughout the, the play or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So that way the audience doesn't forget what it sounds like. But it's there. Like I'm telling you it's there and I fucking heard it. I should have time chanted, but I didn't because I'm a cuck. That's fine. That's
1: fine. So uh, actually l- let's play Let's play just a bit of this song South Side of the Sky. I'll just start it from the beginning because then, I mean, people listening will get the gist of it. Yeah. So, so here it is from, uh, from Yes. There you go. A little bit of South Side of the Sky from, from Yes. There you go. There you go. Damn, it's so good. It, it, it's fantastic. So, do do we have anything else on this song, or, or what do you think?
0: I do think, like when the storm comes back towards the end, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, we're, we're kind of thrown somewhere else, and the, this, like the song, sort of returns to the beginning sound, a little yeah. heavier, a little, a little, a little guitar solo there. It's a little more whimsical. Uh, I I do think that that part is is it's, it's leaving us uncertain. The storm came back. And we don't know what happened if we're talking about, like, the expedition. We don't know what happened mm-hmm. now. We don't know if they survived, if we died. It was just like, here's a, here's a group of people. The storm's coming. The storm mm-hmm. hit them. It's over. It's, it's, it's kind of, like, leaving us guessing a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I could definitely see that.
0: Thus, which brings me to my biggest problem, is putting fucking 5% for nothing after this. <laughs>
1: So what did you want? Like some like acoustic little little thing? Yeah, you could at
0: least put the house of uh instrumental after this. That would have been fine. You could have been mood yeah, for a day maybe. after this.
1: But I, I mean but then I also like the idea of just wrapping up the song <laughs> and that's it. And like leaving it leaving it kind of like ambiguous at the end. I,
0: I like that too. Like like when you know, we, we were just thrown through the ringer and then all of a sudden we got this little fucking like <laughs> are you serious like come on <laughs> it is a little wild yeah get yeah. out of here fucking booford bobby, bobby boucher <laughs> uh, banger oh of a song God. man
1: it really is that it's it's my 2b it's my 2b all right i mean that that's all i got musically and lyrically on that song um I don't know. Should we move on to another one? Move on to another one, baby. Okay, so, so then what? What's your? I guess then what's your three B? What, what do you? I don't know what to talk about.
0: Uh, everything else now is pretty damn good. So yeah, like pretty much side B itself is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, long distance run around. I think it's fantastic. The fish, I think, is really good. It is. Yeah. And. So like on my record, I I had written I had written a lot of notes about how great like Steve Howe sounds and like his guitar effects were really good. But on my record it says that Squire plays everything. What? Like, like when I open my jacket, it says all the sounds you hear is, is Chris Squire. I don't know if that's like I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know, but I did write a lot of stuff about how on, great. On the Fish. Yeah. Right. That's cause that's Squire's solo song. Yeah. And that's what that's what the record says. It says the sounds that you hear are made from a bass. Interesting. If that is even. if that is true, that is fucking mind blowing. That is that is very that is very, very interesting. If that's stretching huh. the truth a little bit, then I'm upset. But if that is if that is actually true, that's fucking mind blowing.
1: That really is.
0: I And like there there's some really this,
1: high parts in that.
0: That's the exact. That's why I thought it was like a guitar. I don't know, but like this essentially is just. This could be a part of long distance runaround. This is like a bonus two minutes mm-hmm. of long distance runaround. This song is great. It's groovy. It, it reminds me of a lot of a lot of what I like about the Mars Volta, a lot of their noodling and instrumental stuff, is is like mm-hmm. this. They're a little more chaotic and unpredictable, yeah. but their essence is right here. This is it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I was gonna okay. The line in the fish did it sound like something to you, like another song, at all? Did you did you, did that ever cross your mind at all?
0: No, I don't think so. No.
1: Fuck, because it did to me, and I cannot figure out what it is. But I know that line, at least like the first four or five notes of that of that bassline, is from another song. What? I dude, it's like straight up from another song, and I I listened to the song. Multiple times Trying to To jog my memory But I could not I just could not do it But it's It's from something else Or another band Took that bass line And changed like Some of the end notes To that line But that It's for sure From <laughs> another song I, well, I know mean, it For at
0: this, I, at this point You gotta play it then oh, Fuck All of our four listeners okay. Maybe they will know
1: <laughs> I know right So So here, here's a, Here's the fish From from Yes And see if you can Figure it out there it is, a bit of the fish. It's so it's it's the high part of that bass, so it's like Doo, it, I'm I'm not doing it justice, but it it's the high part, it's not the lows, it's it's the high that high melody or that high line. <laughs> Dude, it's I, something. I know. I know it's something. Oh my god. It's driving me it's driving me even more insane now that you that I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck
0: is it? I don't know. I I, I have I no know idea. I know it's from something else. No idea.
1: And I know, I know it's from a modern band. I know it's definitely from a band that's after this, but I don't know what. It, I I can't do it. I just cannot figure out what it is. Fucking driving me. It's been driving me crazy all week.
0: But I'm, I'm anyway, trying to like yeah. rack my brain, like even just manipulating the sound itself to sound like other things, and I'm I'm, I'm coming up with nothing.
1: Yeah. I cannot figure it out.
0: On a on a on a separate note, I have I have my record here in front of me, my my jacket, and it says right here, quiz in quiz quiz. Why am I saying in quiz? quiz weird? In quiz, can I say quiz, please? <laughs> <laughs> in Chris Squire's "The Fish," each riff, rhythm, and melody is produced by using the different sounds of the bass guitar.
1: I guess if you probably run it through some. I don't know, you have to run it through some weird-ass effects to get that, that high tone. Like, it's a weird, like, fuzz mixed with, like, a phaser. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe a friend of the pod, Chris, or Skip, will they'll know. Because, I mean, he's a bass player, so. And I'm he sure he's a, a big fan
0: of Chris ex- Squire, too, because they're both from a little fucking, probably cut Liverpool England. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he from? Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham, Birmingham. yeah. Birmingham. It taught yeah. me more over there the queen's english why is that okay that that should not be okay to like make fun of other people's accents like that but anyways, <laughs> I, guess, I don't know
1: it's funny because he makes fun of everybody else's accent too except has has he ever made fun of american accents i don't think he has the, well, the couple I, times he's been on the pod i don't think he he's he's done an american accent
0: it's kind of funny because i i was dude, i was just thinking about this the other day because uh When he had talked about the different accents in England, like the the peaky blinders don't sound like the Queen's English. You know what I mean? Those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like you can tell the difference between like somebody from Florida, like to quote The Office, like the Panhandler accent as opposed (laughs) to like the Southern Savannah accent, right? Yeah, true. Like there's like to us, there's a huge distinction between the two, or even somebody from Alabama as opposed to.
1: You know, New As York. Opposed,
0: yeah, like Boston and New York. Both of those are very distinctive accents. and Like, I don't know. I, just, I thought it was interesting.
1: It is. It,
0: it really is.
1: And I feel like people from here in California, especially Southern California, have an accent, too. Like us. We, we have an accent.
0: Totally. I, I think the entire ah. world has an accent, but Southern California has no accent. It's just we're, oh, the, okay. we're the neutral ground. And everybody oh. else on the face of the earth and throughout time has accents.
1: I mean, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. We are the center of the universe.
0: Yeah. Of the world. So. That's fact. I mean, that, hello.
1: It is. It is. McFly. Hi. Hello.
0: <laughs> the fish, though. It's oh, good shit. Oh,
1: boy. Yes, it's very good.
0: Very, very good.
1: Uh, and then, uh, so I was reading a, more like a, about the song because there's only two words in the song and they're repeated several times and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But Do it's, it. Ah, uh, let's see here. Uh, Sch- Schindler, Schindleria, <laughs> Schindleria Prematuris. I think that's how you say it, pronounce it. But I guess the, the story is that, uh, he called like, what was he? He called like his, ro- one of his roadies or something like that and asked him to, to look up in a book, like a fish with eight syllables. But as the roadie couldn't find, find a fish with eight syllables. So he gave him one with nine syllables so that's why when, when he says it, he kind of like trails off for that last syllable. It's really fucking stupid. And then also, Chris's name nickname was the fish because he likes to take long baths, or he liked <laughs> to take long baths, which is just so stupid.
0: It's so <laughs> weird. Like grown ass so adults, taking weird. baths, I think, is so bizarre. Oh, just gosh. sitting in your own fucking filth. you own sweat and poop and everything. <laughs> Gross. But at least I'll, I'll take a shower before you take a bath. On the uh, on the on the genius online, because mm-hmm. there's there's always comments at the bottom. If you scroll down in the comments, the only comment on this one is is somebody named Candyman One Hundred One. They <laughs> said that their favorite part is when it goes Schindleria Prematuris.
1: <laughs> well, you fucking got that down right away, huh?
0: Yeah, I tried real hard as as soon as I was reading it. <laughs> you gotta just commit. Cause when you commit, it sounds like, you know what you're talking about. True. Yeah. You you don't have a hard time pot reading. Like I do pot reading, pottering, reading, pottering, pot, pottering. Barn? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pot reading barn. <laughs>
1: I, I will say too, the one thing that, that really stands out the most besides that annoying baseline that I can't figure out is the, the xylophone or the, the marimba, whatever he uses in the song. It, it's that instrument, man. It's just, anytime I hear it, I'm, I'm instantly hooked. Well, like apparently, just, according to the fucking
0: uh, the jacket I had, that's Chris Squire's bass. So,
1: well, no, he, it doesn't. It doesn't say Chris Squire's bass. It says, "Wait, does it say Chris Squire's bass?" It's dude. The way that's what I'm <laughs> now, saying. Now it's I want to so, go get, grab mine, but but it's, it's too so far away.
0: ambiguous and fucking weird. It says Chris Squire's the fish. Each riff, rhythm, and melody is produced by using the different sounds of the bass guitar. Like, first of all, what does that even mean? Like. Okay, it, like you said, yeah. is he running it through a bunch of effects? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but but the but the actual like percussion
1: part—that's not a bass. That's what I'm led to believe. It's not. It's it's
0: not. It's not. It says each riff, melody, and whatever the other one was. It's not. It's not. Albums don't lie. This Album, isn't. This okay. is cardboard. This okay. is cardboard from the '70s. This is definitely not lying. <laughs> isn't that weird to think about cardboard? You're literally holding cardboard from the '70s. No, I know. like Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I had bought the the fragile, uh, like reissue the the one eighty gram. Remember, you bought it for me, mm-hmm. 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 and that went up in price. Like I, you got it Did for it really? like twenty four dollars, something like that. You know, up to like forty.
1: Fucking guy.
0: Dude. And so I found in one of the lots that I had, I found a fucking clean copy of Fragile from the seventies, which was free, and so I sold my other one for like thirty five bucks. I made like ten dollars on it and i still have a really really clean or like older copy of fragile
1: yeah fucking guy dude and yeah, i will I say too
0: li- like production wise dude this album sounds fantastic
1: oh no it sounds amazing like what they were what they were able to do back then with this 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 much intricacy within the the songs and mix it's amazing it's amazing but i was going to say too i i do need a new a, a better copy of fragile and close to the edge cuz there is at points, there is quite a quite a bit of uh, you know static, especially during the quiet parts. So I, I really would like to get cleaner copies of those of those two records.
0: For sure. I will keep an eye out for another three dollar copy of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean three dollar. I mean it may look nice, but once you throw it on, it could still have a lot of surface noise.
0: That is true. So that is true.
1: I think like, I, I, like I've I've kind of been going through my collection and I've been putting this like writing down like stuff that i have that i want to get cleaner copies of like a lot of some of the jazz stuff i have i would like to get cleaner copies of them because there's just it's a ton of surface noise and i know it would sound so much better clean so
0: that's um, where that's where i'm at now with buying these lots like just yeah. last week i bought a lot and there was a bob dylan record in there highway 61 revisited and record. I switched out my copy. My copy is a newer pressing from the eighties. And the one that I switched it out for was like a third pressing of it. And it's worth a lot more. And it was really, really clean. So now I'm just like upgrading all of my records yeah. that I've been just buying shit records from. And it's upgrading.
1: That's what I, yeah, I, I got to do that because especially like I played that, that gets Gilberto record, which, you know, I got for really cheap, but there's a ton of surface noise. And, my God, dude! I, I want. I need to. Get, I really need to get a better copy of that one because yeah. that record is fucking amazing.
0: That's so that's good. one that around uh, Black Friday, the orange variant that's supposed to sound really good is always on sale for like fifteen or twenty bucks, and so I I keep I keep trying to convince myself to buy it. I never do. I don't know why, but I probably will this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to. We have to because it, we're not. It's not like we're going to replace every record we have it's just we just gotta like pick and choose the yeah. best of the best to replace and i feel like gets gilberto is is definitely one that that needs to be a good copy
0: it's a standard but th-
1: isn't isn't that one like isn't there like a mono press that runs at 45 that's supposed to be yeah the best <laughs> that, yeah that goes I, for like I, 60 dollars plus
0: that one also on black friday go goes on sale for like 40 bucks though but then when you're looking at like the website and it says like $40 for this one or 18 on sale for this one it's hard <laughs> to buy the $40 one even though it's on sale True, and cheaper yeah. it's hard to buy that when you can get one for like less than half the price
1: like, like in, in that instance i almost just want to i almost just want to buy that one the 45 mono just to just to see if there is a big difference cuz i don't know there's no way it's that big, <laughs> I, that yeah, big of a difference you, man though. I it's 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 hard for me to wrap my head around that. But whatever, whatever. Uh so do do we want to talk about the fish anymore or what? What do you think?
0: No, that's all right. That's fine. Okay. So so what what's next for you? What um I mean, I don't I don't have any more bangers. I only I didn't list any bangers at all. I just I just put yeah. the songs that I thought didn't fit and then the songs I thought didn't sequence well and then everything else is essentially a banger for me.
1: I mean, we could touch upon how about this? I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything, at least the like the shorter stuff. So like the only ones I feel like are worth talking about still are Long Distance Runaround, which we, we touched upon briefly, and then the last song, uh, Heart of the Sunrise. So do you want oh, to talk dude, about heart.
0: Okay, so Heart of the Sunrise I definitely want to talk about Okay, because this this is important here. This is going to yeah, blow the, your fucking This is mind. my
1: 3B. This is my 3B. I, I have the most notes on this song over everything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Except God. for the lyrics, Holy, I, I have nothing on the lyrics.
0: I would be fucking over the moon if you if we had some of this. If we had one particular note, but this one, this is this is a fun transition, right? This one kicks up right right away following Howe's song, his, his mood for a day, his solo piece, and yeah. to the part in the first thirty seconds of this song that slows down, and and, and it is exactly like the 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 three note slowdown in 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 Leviaquez from Francis, that doom, 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 oh, and then it goes you into know it. What? It's fucking the same thing, and you, I just you're right. I didn't even pick that up, dude. I was like laughing, and I was just like, my face turned red. I was so happy because that part that's like my favorite part in Francis on my favorite Mars Volta album. <laughs> it is so good because it's so, simple. It's it's so, so simple. fucking simple, and like these. All of these guys that try so hard to be so prog and be so extravagant, they still know when to not do that. They still know when to have not do that. And and they know when to have negative space and to know when to dumb it down. And the fact that, like, the Mars Volta did it is really, really cool. But then, like, you don't hear that that often, if ever. It's always very extravagant. And then when Mm -hmm. I heard it in Heart of Sunrise from Yes... I was just like, holy shit. That, that's money right there. That is money. I didn't, I didn't,
1: I didn't pick up on that, but I I did put, you know, at 34 seconds, it just abruptly just stops and that's it. And then it just, and then it starts to build upon itself from there. But that, that first 33 seconds is just kind of chaos. It is. It's insane. but, But every member shines during that, that 33 seconds. So you're, You're just taken on this wild trip. And then when it does stop, it's like, oh shit, like what, what, what just happened? Like, you're just so taken aback by it, but, but it's really good. And then it goes, gets in with that, that solid baseline, some great drumming and some great fills. And then Rick's like atmospheric playing and sounds on, on the keys. It just, it adds this touch to it, to that, to the next like two minutes. That is just fucking great it's really great and then the build up on Steve's guitar it's fucking awesome so it's good
0: it's great stuff
1: honestly <laughs> so do you have anything on on the first 2 3 minutes of that
0: that was i mean that's that's it in a nutshell the fact that squire keeps up with how is fast guitar playing yeah is something to just like note on its own like how is a like we've said a phenomenal guitar player but the fact that squire keeps up note for note at the same pacing and sounds just as crisp just as great as he does that's unbelievable and then when it slows down to the crawl bruford Buford, comes great. in with like the fucking coolest beat on this entire album it is so fucking good it is so crisp it is so clear it is i don't even know it, it's it's mind blowing it's unbelievable yeah.
1: It really is and, and and this song too it's it's a great ending to the record because you you do have the craziness that that it was in run uh, runabout but it's it's it this song is much more prog than runabout is Or roundabout sorry fucking runabout roundabout mm-hmm. um it's it's much more prog, so you get like the the highs and lows so like this song it's not structured the same but it, it it starts and ends this the exact same much like roundabout does so it's like you, you start off with the crazy fast chaos and then it ends the same way but then you know starting at like 325 it it you get that abrupt stop stop again and then it, it's it just builds for like I'd say like maybe three three and a half minutes it just builds and builds and builds and then you just keep you get that initial build and then it gets kinda crazy again, but not not to the extent of the beginning. And then eventually it just you get this like crazy just build. I guess it's the only way I could I could just plainly say it. That's that is wild.
0: Dude, that's what this album really is, like like conceptually it's it's musically a concept album, lyrically throw 'em out. But like mm-hmm. the building of tension is constantly there. And if you imagine like like the word fragile itself is it's a very it's a very fun word like fragile is a very fun word to say it looks cool and Mm -hmm. if you think like something as fragile i don't know like like you hold a piece of glass or whatever and you you look at it and you're like damn at any moment i could destroy this entire thing with just one drop with one one flick of the wrist it'd be all over and that's like kind of Mm -hmm. what this album is about this album is just it is so delicate and everything is so pieced together, so damn perfect, like a puzzle. And I, but at any moment, like the whole thing could just fucking fall apart and be complete shit. And the yeah. way that roundabout swells in and the way that Heart of Sunrise kind of, I mean, aside from like the, the actual like ending, ending of Heart of Sunrise, the secret part of it, the way that it ends, it kind of swells out. Not the way roundabout swells in, but it just, it kind of like calms down a little bit. And lets everything just end and be over, mm-hmm. but then yeah. like Rick Wakeman comes in with his classical training and puts that that final. It's not called a coda; it's called something else. I forgot what it's fucking called, but some other fucking term that. Yeah, you've been throwing that 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 term around a lot coda. that dweebs use because there's another fucking term for it. Let me; I'll look it up real quick because I don't know what it's called. It's called like I mean, I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> I looked it up earlier. <laughs> Fucking today, I was looking it up. God damn it, son of a bitch! Oh gosh.
1: But I, I, I was gonna say too, because I did talk about like the, the constant buildup, but that that the three and a half minutes in the middle where it's just like it it is is such a slow burn, but you could just you can feel that that tension that just wants to explode out of nowhere, but it never quite happens. So you're almost like on the edge of your seat almost like anxious at points like you you just want you just want it to explode but it just doesn't happen and then by after by like almost seven minutes you you get some sort of a relief and you're like okay i feel better i I feel good like they're kind of they're kind of winking they're kind of just kind of showing showing off their their talents and then and then it and then it gets like super slow again like very quick and then it just kind of goes into the craziness the highs and lows of this song is just it's fucking wild. Absolutely wild.
0: It's called the recapitulation, you little shit. Re- recapitulation. That's a very different word than coda. Okay, you little fu- well how the fuck am I supposed to remember recapitulation? <laughs> but like what I, it down. What I, what I what I got him. What I th like they, they, kind of the same thing. Like coda is is you're recapping what has gone on and recapitulation is also kind of recapping what has gone on, but in a different way. And just even like using that word is is what Wakeman brought to this band and, and how he made everybody else better. He's saying, Hey, let's let's put a coda at the end of it. Let's like that's what Zeppelin's coda is, right? Like that, that album Coda is, is a, a is not a, an album, but okay. Is a re- you think dude, you think shenanigans is an album? Get the fuck out of here.
1: Shenanigans is you think Incesticide
0: is an album? That's not a fucking album. Get out of here with it's your Coda, album. not an album, you <laughs> little fucking butt buncher. So like I, okay. I, okay. would I would
1: also never get Coda, but I would definitely get Incesticide. And Coda is good. Humanity. It's not a
0: bad album.
1: Coda. It's, Coda is good, but I don't really care to have it. Like I. Oh my! Everything God, Zeppelin. Dude, I such a pretty a much already. Wiener,
0: have. dude. Like you are literally a wiener. <laughs> like you're just a wiener. Like you look like a wiener. <laughs> 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 oh yeah! I don't even know. About but style. it's true. Oh, so it's bad. true. Yeah, Rob that sounds oh good. Boy. That's good stuff. It is really good. That's, should, all, should that's we, all I got I, for music. I, okay. I, we can go over Roger Dean real quick if we want.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't really want to play any part of this song because it's so, you, you can't pick the song apart. You can't just play certain parts. This song has to be played front to back and to really get the gist of it, of all like almost nine minutes of it. So, yeah, we're, I, I mean, I don't think we should play any of this song. Which nah. is crazy. Like we we barely played any actual music, which is really wild for us. But it's it's
0: too it's too hard.
1: Yeah, it really is. And considering there's there's nine songs on this record, because we're, cause we're not talking about the uh, the bonus or the, like the the other songs. There's like three other ones, I think. Yeah, three other ones. So yeah, we're we're not talking about those. But yeah, so let's get into Roger Dean. What what do you got on him?
0: I uh, think his artwork's amazing. But yeah, he uh, he's done like. Um, when, when, when I first started getting into the vinyls And then Sloan started getting into the vinyls And he had got a couple of Uriah Heap albums
1: yeah. And then
0: that's when I kind of realized Like, well, wow, that, that looks very similar to like this style Kind to find out he's done Roger Dean has done more than just like Yes stuff And then looking into what he has done And it's just I mean, it's, it's so much stuff that he has done I mean, it's Outside of just <laughs> like Yes so We're talking like Asia Right. Asia is yeah. a massive band. And Which is also even, related like yeah. musically to the band. To I didn't even know that either Asia. until recently because Sloan likes Asia a lot and therefore I automatically did not like Asia because <laughs> he's <has> horrible <laughs> taste in music. But yeah, true, I didn't true. even know Asia was like a, a kind of super group. But I've listened to them yeah. and they're not that good. They're fucking good. I, I
1: haven't I haven't listened to them. I've i I've had so little interest in them. But I, every anytime I go to any record store, I always see a handful of, of Asia records.
0: It's always like the same, like one or two.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It is the same always. P- couple. Yeah, absolutely right. And just I'm quickly going through his, his stuff again. I mean, he's do, he was doing Asia records up through the 90s. Ugh. So, yeah, dude, it's, it's, a, it's astonishing how many Yes records he's done. It's fucking wild. And then, I mean, he did a lot of Atomic Rooster too, which is pretty cool because they're they're a rad band too, from the '70s. But yeah, dude, he's oh he did he did a Focus oh he did a Focus record in 2012. Yeah, late so, late Focus record. Yeah, very late. He he also did this the singer from Focus. He did like a live record for him in in 2015 as well. I'm just seeing like if he did anybody like super contemporary, we would know, but. No, nah, it's all like the same shit. It's like, I I, I would say like maybe sixty seventy percent of his stuff is all yes, or, then yes, like related. 10% Asia. Yeah, yeah. or yes related. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he like so House done like Steve Howe solo, done solo
0: stuff, Alan White solo stuff. So yeah, that's wild. You, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of the same things. But like even if you click on like newer albums for whatever, like for instance, yes came out with like a mini album uh, a couple of years ago. Like, you know, it's Roger Dean, but it's still, it's still kind of unique. And it's still, I don't know. It still holds water. It still looks great. It's still unique in itself. And it's, it's, it's good. He's so damn good. You
1: know what? I, I think it is too, like his, his style. I know he, he kind of came, I mean, he obviously came before Ralph McQuarrie who did a lot of the early Star Wars storyboards. And pretty much did all the Star Wars storyboards over the years, uh, they they're very similar in style but color wise i feel like Roger Dean has uses a lot more like greens and i don't want to say pastel colors but the color stylings are different they're not as like uh not as like dark looking as Ralph McQuarrie is if are you have you you've seen a lot of Ralph
0: McQuarrie stuff right yeah it's 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 like a lot it's of amazing. the older yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah.
1: fucking amazing and I feel like they're they're stylistically, they're very similar, but color scheme wise, they're like very odd. Like I feel like Roger Dean is very much more positive looking, and like happier looking. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but I don't know. It is, it's wild. It's so good.
0: It it, it is hard to describe, and I mean, we're not lyric men really, and we sure as shit ain't art men. (laughs) And so, no. like, completely <laughs> like, out of our league on this. Yeah. We so have no d- idea what we're talking we're about. We're talking about colors. I'm sure there's technical terms to be describe what <laughs> we're looking at, but, like, literally I have no fucking idea. Yeah. But what I, I do mean, know. We, we
1: can barely even get by, like, musically. So, yeah. <laughs> Jumping into lyrics and, like, even paintings and art <laughs> in this sense, visual art is just fucking stupid for us. Much like
0: listening to jazz, I don't know what it is, but I like it exactly
1: so, exactly
0: take that for uh, what it's worth
1: yeah roger dean honestly has some of the coolest fucking artwork of all time but when it comes to music when it comes to music it's some really cool stuff so there you go mm-hmm. good good stuff good good stuff okay so do we what, what do you want to do what do you want to do next
0: this is I your think, pod what do you want to do i think like that's all of my biggest talking points okay I don't yeah. think I have That's kind of where I am too. Yeah. yeah. I just, I really want to do the Livia, Livia kids thing because mm-hmm. that is, that is there. And that's, yeah, that's about it. I'm good. I, I could, we could stop now. and I'd be fine. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I, I got nothing else too. I mean, we, I talked about all the big, the big points. The only one we didn't really touch upon too much was, long distance runaround which was was technically like the b-side to uh roundabout but the songs are very similar in, in in style but it's just like it's definitely a much more condensed version of that song they're very very similar but yeah outside of that i mean we talked about every other song honestly yeah. we um, have yeah, talked we, about every, did, every other we song we did no i'm so i'm, I'm, I'm satisfied i'm I am too. This was, this ended up being, you know, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. We we did our research, which was nice. So yeah, a little bit. We probably could have done more, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, there's just so much to, to not just this band, just, but just Prague in general. And considering you and I are so new to this genre, besides like the Mars Volta and like a few stragglers here and there, this is like a whole new thing for us over the last like year, year and a half. So... Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's just kind of give our final thoughts. Um, and then we'll, we'll rank, we'll rate the album from our, with our three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is just an absolute trash fire. So what do you
0: got? Uh, I had a good time. This week was, was, was fun. I started last week. And so I listened to all of their all the studio albums we we're supposed to listen to I listen to on vinyls, and then I also have uh the yes songs, which is their their three l p live album. I listen to that one as well fantastic album um I know Nichols has it for like eight dollars it's it's usually pretty cheap if you can find it yeah but uh it's it's uh this this band is good this band is good they uh, you know they do do the same thing kind of a lot and a lot of their concepts and stuff. Do bleed together, overall. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you expect? We I mean, release really so much music over not a lot of period albums. of time. I mean, like over ten years, we're talking like ten albums here. So, and they're yeah, not short. These albums. Aren't like, like
1: yeah, they're, and they're not like little pop albums, you know. Yeah, they're they're <laughs>
0: complex <laughs> fucking albums here. <laughs> yeah So, I I don't, I don't know this this band is this band is uh this band is really good. They're they're really really good, and. I don't know they they deserve all of the recognition that they get and and they're kind of they're old. They're old and they've been around a long time <laughs> and so when you think like, oh, well they're kind of straggling along in 2019 putting out that little mini album. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's a little pathetic, but and like John Anderson comes back and I don't sing any songs from drama cuz that's not my album. It's like, come on, bro. You're like petty. You're barely holding on as it is, because the eighties was not good to you. The eighties was not kind (laughs) to yes. So, whatever. Yeah. This band's good. Besides,
1: owner of a lonely heart. But yeah.
0: I mean, if that was a police song, I I I would give it a little bit more slack. But dude, not as a yes song. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing?
1: I get it. I totally get it.
0: But whatever. This album's great. I will listen to this often um mm-hmm. and this i, I i'm going to do 2.75 2.75 Damn. can't Damn. I, I for sure would never go higher because there're just some things about this i do not think is perfect
1: <sighs> you're fucking wild
0: you're just wild saying. cosmos as is season's all i can do uh,
1: yeah that is all you can do uh so so my final thoughts on this one it, it's funny cuz like i i did all this like other research like of the entire history of the band thinking we wouldn't have enough to talk about on this record but we didn't even touch upon the massive lineup changes yeah. and then the one album where they all came together and were pretty much all the, all the members in the past and present came together and did a record and like half the group hated it. And <laughs> dude, just the history of this band is just so stupid. These have been around and for so fucking long and there's they been have, so many people. And it's interesting too, because it, I've always, it always, when I was reading about them and never seemed like anybody actually hated each other. It was almost like, like, you know, passive they, aggressiveness. I wouldn't even say that. It was just like, oh, so so-and-so is not available this year. Let's get somebody else. So then they get somebody else for a few years and then they bring back, they bring back Rick Wakeman. Like Rick Wake, Rick Wakeman was the one guy they brought back like every two or three years because he wasn't available for do, to do like one or two tours or do an album but then they they would bring him back for like one album and one tour and then he would leave again like it, this whole this whole history of this band is just ridiculous i think but, i think
0: i think chris squire is the only one who has been on every single album
1: yeah, well, I mean, he died in 2015, but they put out another record after that, right? Or no? They're, yeah, they're,
0: you're right. You're right. Like the yeah. So the their like in 2019 or 20. Their main heyday. Chris Squire's is the only one that's been around or been on every single album.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah. But but yeah. So 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 my my final thoughts on this record. I mean, this was the first full uh, record I heard from from Yes. Like I said, I was blown away. I think every song on this record is is good to absolutely perfect and no stinkers i it's a wild ride and i like i said before too i was a little bit disappointed with the the lyrics and the fact that there's no real concept to this record and they're they're considered like one of the greatest prog bands of all time uh and they're definitely one of the most successful prog bands of all time next to rush and probably floyd but well definitely floyd because floyd sold so many goddamn fucking records but uh, but yeah. So with with this with that said and everything we've already talked about, I'm gonna have to give this record a solid 2.85. 2.85. The
0: fuck
1: is 2.85? Why, why not? Like I said, the only thing that that kind of seems unnecessary is the the Rick Wakeman song because he wasn't allowed to to have a song on here. Like it's just it's so stupid and I just it just. <laughs> It, is. it just kill. It it could be a perfect album if that wasn't there, but it's so it's such a minor th- part of the record, so it it doesn't it barely affects it. So I, I give this a two point eight five out of three. So that's it. Okay. Uh, that, that's, yeah, yeah. that that's the only reason. Otherwise, everything is great, and your hatred toward the the five percent for nothing is ridiculous. But that's okay too. Well,
0: it doesn't belong there, it's but solid. that's fine.
1: It's solid so um you got anything else to say about it or, or, or what, i what don't
0: do you we did it that's all we we made it yeah yeah we did it
1: i can't believe it i mean i i didn't think we would ever be able to get through believe that. a big big prog record like this but we did so i'm proud of us proud of the we pod.
0: yeah
1: and uh so thank you all for listening go to apple podcasts go go rate review and subscribe to us on there. please give us a five star rating uh, because that would mean the, the world to us. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Just get in contact with us. Let us know how you feel. Uh, uh, fight with us because we love to fight with you. And um, that's the whole basis of this pod is is fighting with one another because that's what we do. So uh, I got nothing else. Stay tuned for the next episode because it's another band that we've never really touched upon. So stay tuned for that. And that's it. That's all. Dave but obviously, yeah, Nirvana, even Nirvana was around in the late 80s, you know? So yeah. it's like, of course, Nevermind wasn't the first. Silly boy talk. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you have it on vinyl. Yeah, it was free. You had to
0: get, <laughs> you had to get the butt guy. You had to get the butt guy. Yeah, yeah plus it's funny to pull it out. Look at his butt, because <laughs> butts are funny. How many butts do I got to cut? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah,
1: it's going for the one. I thought, yeah. damn, I okay, thought I could get you. I thought I no, could get you. I'm sorry. You're
0: stupid uh, as shit. I do, I know that. But you're not that stupid.
1: Pod talking is hard. Pod yeah. reading is hard. Yeah, yeah. it's a existing, difficult time for me.
0: Existing is difficult for you. So it really is. my, uh, my origin story is actually Jerry from Virgin Geary. records. Like I've talked about this dude before and it says right here, quiz in quiz quiz. Why am I saying in quiz quiz, in quiz? Can I say quiz please? <laughs> 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 in Chris Squires, the fish
1: like us, we, we have an accent.
0: Totally. I, I think the entire world <laughs> has an accent, but Southern California has no accent. The only comment on this one is, is somebody named Candyman101. They said <laughs> that their favorite part is when it goes, Chandelieria Prematuris.
1: <laughs> well, you fucking got that down right away, huh?
0: Yeah, I tried real hard as, as soon as I was reading it. <laughs> you got to just commit. Because when you commit, it sounds like you know what you're talking about
1: true yeah you you don't have a hard time pot reading like i do pot reading,
0: pot reading, potter pot, Pottery. Barn? pottering pottering <laughs> yes yeah. pot reading barn. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not albums don't lie if this um, isn't okay. this is cardboard this okay. is cardboard from the 70s this is definitely not lying
1: <laughs> isn't that weird to think about cardboard you're literally holding cardboard from the 70s i know like
0: fucking loser <laughs> It's called recapitulation, you little shit. Re- recapitulation. That's a very different word than coda. Okay, you little fuck. Well, how the fuck am I supposed to remember recapitulation? <laughs> but, like, Could've what I- it down. Got him.